Whatever you choose, however many roads you travel, I hope that you choose not to be a lady. I hope you will find some way to break the rules and make a little trouble out there. And I hope you'll choose to make some of that trouble on behalf of women. Hoi chummers, and welcome to Radio Free Detroit. We've got something very, very special for you this time. And maybe you noticed this download is bigger than others. Well, let's get into the reason. Zige wanted to talk about something that was very important, but that he, well, that he's not got any authority on. So Ziggy has gathered this group of guests. They all amazing people Ziggy meet on the Matrix or in the Shadow communities. And they all agree to be here on the show with Ziggy today. And that's super nice of you all. Thank you. Today, Ziggy present the Radio Free Detroit Women's Roundtable. Ziggy inspired to do this by his best pal, Sunshine and by the experiences all the ladies who just want to be people but gotta deal with some dudes always invalidating their feelings about stuff. So, well that's a long intro, <laughs> let's just get to the thing. The thing is guest today, Okies, we have Saga from Denmark via Seattle who told the Ziggy to describe her as loveless, smart, and talented. <laughs> well, this is a true story. Welcome, Saga, to Radio Free Detroit. Thank you, Ziggy. Next, we've got the number one call-in fan, one of the premier shadowy magic peoples of Detroit, Deliverance. One time, a Technomancer friend found the Ziggy's secret studio and we had to move it. Hello, it's good to have you on again. Oh, thanks, Ziggy. Uh, it's great. It's great to be here. All right. No, you know what? And it was a hidden blessing that you guys found me because now we've got a great studio where you can't find us. <laughs> uh, some of you maybe saw this young lady on her amazing exploits all around the world. She's the crack helicopter and drone pilot, StarCraft champion, and was personally referred to to Ziggy by the lead singer of Astral Chunks. Welcome, Retro. Hi. That's a nice resume you got there. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of things. What are you doing these days? Oh, uh, well, I kind of run my own personal business, if you know what I mean. It's just a little. Uh -huh. Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, but not of the least, we have a very special guest, most recently of the Shadows of Manhattan, and making the name for herself, it's Bonnie. Hello. Uh, the Ziggy love that handle, by the way. That's a good one. Welcome to the show. Ziggy, here's some place that uh, uses like the pet kittens. This endears you to the Ziggy already. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yes, I love kittens. Kittens, yes. Uh, this show is not about the Ziggy today. It's about you all. So let's get started. I'm gonna act as a moderator. I'll just ask some questions. I think it's, I guess today I'm the special guest. <laughs> so let's start with this one. Can you tell the Ziggy about your experience of being a woman in the sixth world and as the Shadowrunner? Why don't we start with you, Deliverance? Well, Ziggy, that's a good question. I am not really sure how to frame my answer because, I mean, I can't really contrast my, my running experience as a woman with any other gendered experience. So 
Um, I mean, I'd say it's the same as running as a man, except you're just always interrupted. If that makes sense. What do you mean by what do you mean by interrupted? Oh, you know, I, I just I feel a lot of the time that I, I need to be I need to fight to be heard. Uh, one time I was on a job doing some legwork. There's this big big old rigger who who thought he could plan the whole job for all of us, um, the rest of us who happened to be women. And uh, in the end, I, I conjured up an air spirit to to blow on his face and shut him up. I, he was just going on and on. It didn't let any of us get a word in, and it just kind of a. Uh, uh, you know, he had a feeling that he had the right to take up that space. <laughs> I like that, though. That's a good use of an air spirit. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't too happy with me. Yeah, well, you know, that sucks that you have to, uh, you, know, you have to go to an extreme to, uh, whereas I guess a man doesn't really have to. I never really had to do that to be heard. And you know, you if you got to do it right, if you if you uh, if you are too rude, if you. I tried to play it off as as joking and playful, but I was mad. And and if I'd gotten mad, I think that, um, you know, people would have uh, said some pretty nasty things about me, even though I, I I had the right to be mad. Absolutely, sounds like you had the right to be mad. Yeah, that's really bogus. Like, who does that? Right. Well, this guy apparently. <laughs> well, I don't run with him anymore. Well, does anybody else have an experience sort of similar to that or, uh, or maybe their own stories? Um, I didn't really have like a, that exact situation, but like I find it um, going off of like it's hard to get a word in. Um, I find it hard just to actually, you know, have respect for what I do. And, and normally I, I always get the, well, you're a girl, shouldn't you be in a catsuit or do espionage? And I mean, true, I, I wear a catsuit, but that's besides the point. It, it's just hard for me to like, you know, like, oh, you know, I I have my own drones and everything like that. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's hard to actually express what I do and not be, you know, your standard cliche. Right. You know what? The Zig congratulates you on being able to pull off a cat suit because he cannot. <laughs> well, thank you. It was really hard to squeeze into it most of the time, but. No, but that's great. Once that's you great. wear it, once or twice. And, and I think that's silly because you have such an excellent resume as far as, you know, piloting, uh, video gaming, etc. Like you're in, and also your personal business, wink, wink. So you're, you know, you yeah. sh you should yeah. be respected, and yet somehow you don't necessarily. You feel like you're uh, not, you haven't earned it yet. Yeah, it's uh, it's odd. It's it's really odd. It's like um, I don't know. It's it's one of those things where like even even with like the runs that I've been on, and everything, uh, there are times where my work kind of goes unappreciated, or it feels like I'm like at the third wheel. Um, but, but, you know, I just do what I do, stay silent, mainly get my job done and everything. But most of the time, most of the time it's okay. Like I've actually figured out like who I should be working with and running with and who uh, should be working for me. So, but I mean, if they don't like it, they can go find a different runner or fixer. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I mean, stay in silent. When I hear stay in silent, you know. The Ziggy is never about staying silent, so that already boils the Ziggy's blood that you feel like you have to stay silent. But you have the wisdom to know that after this is done, after this job is done, you're gonna go right over there. Oh, definitely. Else. It's it's like uh, going back to like, uh, like I, 
have an impressive resume, which thank you. Um, uh, it's most of the time, especially when I did work alone um, and I wasn't, you know, I didn't have like a face of the group who did the negotiations I had to. Um, most of the time, my, my fixers, my Johnsons, they just saw the, you know, redhead bombshell and they didn't actually see the resume and the person. Um, I bet the cat suit didn't help, but you know. Well, if anything, it's a good disarming tactic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, I, uh, I, um, you know, I use that uh, a lot most of the time to my advantage when needed. But I don't normally like to open up with something like that. Um, usually, it just you know, brings down the whole my whole gender and my whole group half the time. Usually, a lot of people frown upon you know flirtatious you know batting of the eye just to get more money type of thing yeah does anybody else have an experience sort of similar to that where uh they've used their feminine wiles in some way uh for an advantage that uh you feel like if you were a man you wouldn't have had to even go that route well i do that all the time i'm a woman and i work in communications i think you would call it i think my my gender is never not present when I communicate with people. I think I think all the time it is a factor, it is important in some way that I am a woman. Even when I deal with other women who might not be attracted to me. Mm -hmm. So this isn't necessarily an attraction, it's just the fact that, for example, I'm a troll. The fact that I am a troll is always present in my communications yes. with people. And so therefore, really anything that you are presenting as is present in your conversations and your relations with other people. Yes, the fact that I'm an elf and that I am a woman. And uh, yeah, I think it's just always present in the conversation. And I do use it to my advantage as well. I mean, uh, I can it, it can both be positive and negative, really. Sometimes it's like a barrier. I think it's, uh, I get the feeling that it is easier to be a man, to be neutral in a conversation. Uh, because it will always be important that I am a woman somehow. Mm -hmm. Like men do not get competitive with each other in the same way that women do. So it can both be positive and negative in a conversation with another woman that I am, for example, prettier than her or not, not as pretty as her. If I can, if I can speak to that, I I think that uh, in in those situations, a lot of the times, women are competing for attention from a man because that is what gives them social capital, and it's mm -hmm. the only way that we can get ahead. Definitely. And uh, once we realize that we don't have to do that, we can band together and work uh, to help each other out. That's I think when we can start really advancing. That's a very really good point. Yeah, it's it's all about uh, as you said it. Yes, as you said, this is there's a positive and there's a negative to everything that you present depending on who you present to. And if we could all take the the positive aspect of everything that we present uh, and that are is being presented to us, then maybe our all of our relations are going to be better so that we don't have to compete. Uh, Baldi, what what do you have to say on this topic? I mean, it's it's an interesting topic just because sometimes I I do the opposite just to see how people react to me because I, I have no hair and so sometimes if I dress a little more masculinely 
people assume that I am a man. So sometimes I like to go to a club and just not speak for a while and stand in a group of men and just see how the, uh, the, the, the attitudes change. And if they assume that I am one of them, then they are instantly more accepting and more relaxed. And then as soon as I speak up, and they realize I am a woman, then I can feel the entire air around them change. And suddenly I am being judged. Yeah. And it's it's a, it's an interesting thing. Yeah, I've, I've had actually like similar experiences with that. When I was like really young though, um, even now, because uh, I have, you know, bobbed hair, um, most of the time I usually get the question like, well, why don't you grow out your hair? But um, that usually I can just shut down immediately. But when I was younger, um, like as a teen, I had like really pixie short haircut and all of the guy friends that I knew would just see me as one of the guys, which I don't mind. It's more of just like, you know, for example, if you had like a crush on one of them, they would just see you as one of the guys. They wouldn't like separate you as a completely different person. They would just, mm. you would be in that like, you know, that frat boy club group with them. And when in reality, you just wanted to like, you know, be normal and just have a chat. But yeah, but yeah I've, I've, I've noticed that. I've noticed that where it's like, if you look a certain way, you can't like say certain things or else you either will be immediately shot down or you're going to lose that friend group and you don't want that sometimes sometimes that can like affect oh definitely definitely yes for sure um i have my own example of that uh well people do not know that about me because i don't tell that to people but i have breast implants and they can change size and i've noticed that people also well their behavior or their attitude against me, towards me, changed depending on how big my breasts are. Really? Mm. Just from... Interesting. Really? Well, they do. And I can also change my hair color. I do that a lot because I think it's funny to watch how people change their behavior. You know what I mean? So, if, for example, I have pink hair and my um, breasts are enlarged. They think I'm stupid and I can pull off being stupid. Or if I'm a brunette and I'm more flat-chested, they, they think I'm smart and they have another attitude towards me. Is that ever interesting? It goes mm. with, like, I have natural red hair and I always get the, you know, that look where it's like, oh, can't believe you do what you do. Like, I mm. should be on a pole or something. Yeah. Oh. Definitely. I think you can, um, I think if we're talking about how, uh, how it affects our our work in the shadows. I think I can mm -hmm. use it to my advantage. The um, stereotypes that people have, the stereotypical images they have, I think I can use it to my advantage, but it can, um, the only thing I cannot change is that I can never not be a woman. Yeah. Mm. So. No, absolutely, that's, that's, that's the thing. It's, uh, it's not something we can choose about ourselves that, who who we feel we are how we identify is not something we can choose yeah yeah no i get that yes and then you know sometimes it, it goes the other way for me if if i want to get dressed up and look nice and put some effort into my appearance then because of my size and my species people are intimidated by me so it's it's a weird balance of sometimes i'm not masculine enough and other times I am too I am too masculine to be taken seriously. It's 
and and it's it's just strange like it, like you said you can use your appearance and and how you present to your advantage for jobs and runs which is very helpful but on the other hand when you are not on a job it's it can be frustrating and because I, i'm a- so sorry that the Yes, that I, I'm so sorry that that all of you have had similar experiences because I'm sure that you you are wonderful both in a job and out of a job and we shouldn't have to put up with any of this. You know, I, I'm, as I hear your stories, I realize that uh, one of the things that's uh, a common thread is the way you are presenting is not necessarily what you end up showing them later of who you actually are. And maybe that's necessary. That's probably what causes that discomfort. People have an idea, a stereotype of something when they look at you. And then when you show that there's more to you than the idea that you just made up by looking at me for five seconds, then all of a sudden they're like, ooh, maybe I'm the butthole here. <laughs> and they take that insecurity and then they externalize it as though you're the problem so that they can feel themselves better. Mm, yes. Ah, that, that's well put. So let's uh, let's ask another question. Uh, how does, or maybe does not, your shadow running redefine your gender experience as it is related to other parts of the identity? I, I think I already answered that sort of, so uh, sorry about that. Speaking. You know, I, I think um, there's a, a bit of a duality when you're running, uh, especially for myself as a mage. I have, I enjoy some privilege that others don't. There are some doors that are open to me that are closed to others because of who they are and the abilities they have. So I, one thing that running has opened up for me and has been very... It's kept me coming back in a way more than more than just the 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 Nuyen, um, is that uh, I have the experience of being part of a privileged group, and uh, it's not one that I, I always have in every other part part of my life. So that's been interesting. I, I don't really know what what that means, how to extrapolate that experience, but um, it's it's been uh, it's been. It's had a profound effect on on my identity and who I think I am. Recently, within like I think a couple of years or so, um, throughout these uh, runs, I was realizing that I was um, more compatible with uh, the same gender and um, the person who I was running with at the time. We're now married happily, but uh, yeah, it, it it's funny how. You know, what I did actually kind of redefined my relationship. And I, I I also, like, solved troubles with relationships, and it was definitely rocky, but I ended up with the most bodacious babe ever, and I don't know how she puts up with me. Yeah, that's sweet. That's awesome. Ziggy loves to hear about love. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. Um, I mean, for me... I think shadow running has has redefined other aspects of of people in general as well as my own squad and myself of people's strengths. I mean when when you're running through the sewers hoping not to be killed by ghosts, you you figure out what people are are talented in and what skills people have that maybe you didn't know, maybe skills you didn't yourself know that you had and 
I think that that has helped me realize that people are more than just how they identify or or how they present. People have so much inside of them that could bring us all together. People are so strong. And doing the shadow run with people that I trust really, really solidifies the idea that that people are great together when they want to be. And that is something that I want to see more of. I love getting to see skills and talents and passions of yeah. of people yeah. that help me build a a much better picture mm-hmm. of who they are that's completely. such a beautiful way of putting it yeah, awesome. so i i'm glad that that i've been able to see those kind of things yes it's all about how you yeah it's about you how you act there's there's your identity there's what you believe that you are capable of and then what you find out <laughs> yeah, that you are capable definitely. of definitely yes We're all capable of surprising ourselves, I find. (laughs) So, what is the biggest Can I add just one last thing? Absolutely, go ahead. Um, Just to sum up what I said before this question was was asked, is that I have found that um, in shadowrunning, if I just play up to the stereotype that people have about me, I can use it to my advantage. But I... I think, in a way, isn't it a bit sad that I have to do that? Yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. I use that Absolutely, for yeah. uh, negotiations half the time when I'm doing negotiations. If I find someone who's, you know, weak in the knees. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, how many times have, have you had to see a man do that kind of thing? <laughs> Never. How many times have you seen a man use it to his advantage that people think he's stupid? He would never once. Once. Yes. <laughs> that's a, that's a stereotype. They only pin on women. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a very good point. Yeah. And it creates this uh, facsimile of, of power. We we are told, oh, you well, you got mm-hmm. you've got your looks and you've got your charm, and that'll give you, you know, entrance into places that you. Uh, maybe wouldn't have as a man okay great but i mean they're not saying that to every woman once she gets past a a certain age or maybe she's uh not not Mm -hmm. the the right meta tap and Mm -hmm. now now it's uh again a count against you Mm -hmm. no and you're right if if a man had to ever i can't think of a single situation where a man had to act stupid to benefit as a matter of fact a man acting stupid is always a detriment. I can't think of a situation where I've ever had to dumb myself down. Matter of fact, I have to talk myself up sometimes mm. as the shadow running philosopher just to be taken seriously as a troll. So I can see why uh, yeah. women would have to try harder to be taken seriously, but then when they are acting stupid, that gets used to their advantage because there's that perception that they can take advantage of the situation, that the man has the power and has the control in the situation still. And it's a disarming (laughs) tactic, but little do they know that you're more than you seem. (laughs) That that could be said for women too I, I know that there there's a lot of women out there that are um controlling and they actually like like that and that's their personality so they try finding a man or a woman um 
for a relationship or like a friendship to make them feel a little bit bigger. Um, I only know one person who's like that and I haven't talked to them in years, but like it's, it's um, yeah, like I can totally see that going the other way where it's, you know, the women who are mm. powerful and where they, the man has to dumb down just to get an answer out but of it's them not common. or something. I, when, we, when we ask like who, who uh, who's had experiences, no, who's seen no. men do this? I think the only person that said once was you, Retro. What, do you, yeah. I'm not sure in that story. That sounds like a good one. <laughs> Well, it was, it, it, it was, it's, it's a silly story. Um, I had to, we had to like distract this guy and it was, you know, uh, just like the three of us, like me and my friend and this guy and, uh, he was the face and he noticed that like to distract this guy, the best way was just to play, play it dumb and like innocent. And I think it was, uh, oh, it was at least like arcade and, um, he decided to like pretend that you know uh, he wasn't playing the game right or anything like that, and he had to like call over the security guard uh, to get like the machine fixed after he broke it. It was a whole other thing, uh, but it was funny to see how angry and just annoyed the security guard got <laughs> because you know these were common questions that he definitely could have answered, but he had to dumb it down. Just do you think the security guard occupied. was annoyed? that he was being incompetent. Now, let me ask you, let me yeah. bounce it back. If you had been the one to do it and you were acting just as incompetent, you know, or dumb, do you think the security guard would have been annoyed with you or would have maybe acted a different way? Oh, definitely not annoyed. Most of the time, whenever I act dumb, it's an attractive feature. Most of the time, men are always like, oh, well, let me teach you how to play pinball. <laughs> Don't let them teach you how to play pinball because they get handsy real quick. Oh, yeah, and that's another thing. Yeah. So let, let's talk about when you say handsiness, uh, that's actually one of the things I find the most infuriating is when uh, people feel that they can get up in a woman's personal space uh, just because there's maybe an illusion that it's okay, mm. but it's yeah, so, oh, so, like it's their right. I, no, I know this yeah. could be a bit of a sensitive topic, uh, but uh, if if anybody, uh, I, I want to know how do you establish those boundaries, and then how do you deal with it when people cross those boundaries without mm. your permission? I mean, one of the one of the things about shadow running is. I mean, it's in the name, and it, it maybe sounds silly, but you're in a situation where you're in close quarters with people, and uh, and often in the dark, in the shadows. It uh, sometimes there's moments where you can't can't really do do much in the moment. Uh, but uh, I've I've had my spirits do more than just um, blow on people's faces. I'll, I'll say that much. Yeah. Oh, 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 honey, please. Oh. I've kicked a guy in the groin before for what he's done. So <laughs> usually I, uh, I, I, you know, I keep my boundaries clear um, unless I'm using it to aid me in a job or um, for a distraction even. Uh, but most of the time I try setting my boundaries immediately especially when I go out drinking, say, with my wife or uh, my friends. Um, you kind of have to do that immediately, especially, like, 
speaking of uh, my wonderful wife, uh, there have been times where I've been like asked by a guy in the bar if we would do stuff with him. That is so cliche. not cool. Oh, right, not cool. No, 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 absolutely not. Yeah. If you wanted to do something with him, say hypothetically you did, you would approach him, not the oh, other definitely. way around. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yes. Yeah, I've had similar things happen to me. Um, I mean, I I am also interested in, in the same gender. But sometimes it takes a lot of very not subtle hints to men <laughs> oh, yeah. at bars yeah. who decide, oh, a muscly orc woman is what I'm into. Let's go harass her for a while. So it's mm. a lot of, you know, it's. I, I tr I've tried being subtle before and it doesn't work. So my strategy now is just to be very clear at the very beginning. I am not interested in you. Please step away from me or I will need to hurt you. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. Usually it works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, being blunt is like the best way to like handle that most of the time. Mm hmm. And see, let me let me flip the script on its head. Uh, when uh, when you can tell, like, let's say that you're interested in a in a in an individual in a bar, right? Let's say specifically a man here, uh, and then you make an advance, and they're not interested. Do they? Mm -hmm. Can you tell, or do you keep trying? I tend to keep trying until I'm absolutely sure I cannot change their minds. But that <laughs> but that never happens. So. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Uh, usually, I I like to be blunt in this situation as well, just so there's no misunderstanding. So I will just usually ask, are you interested? I'm interested. If not, mm -hmm. please tell me. And if they are not, then I will respectfully leave them alone because I know what it's like to not be listened to in those mm. situations. Oh, I tend to like the dance that you make. <laughs> where you try to figure out if the other person is interested or not. I think that's quite interesting. And I think it's where the harassment part comes in. It also kind of ruins that part for me. Because if he gets too handsy mm -hmm. too quickly, Definitely. it's not fun anymore. Even if I was interested, the fact that he crossed my boundaries just to test the waters, he thought he could already yeah. um, like grab yeah. me in intimate mm. places um he ruined it right there because yeah, well mm, that's not part of the dance i like that you call it a dance i think i think uh mm. there is there learning the the intricacies of uh what is okay and what is not okay uh, can be difficult. And sometimes we do need to express, maybe sometimes the dance is not, you know, a lot of people don't know how to dance. A lot of people dance really badly, me, yeah. right? And sometimes, <laughs> That's and then, true. Yeah, so maybe it's time that, uh, you know, we, we have to teach each other how to dance sometimes. And we just have to be, look, this is what you are going to do. You put yeah. your left foot this way, your right foot that yes. way. And if you do anything else, you're doing it wrong, <laughs> <Yeah>. stop. <laughs> <laughs> I think generally people just make it too hard for themselves. Um, like, I have never experienced harassment from women who are interested in me. It's always been men. So I don't know. I just think it's something in their upbringing that, or in our culture that had through many centuries taught them that the only, or not only, but one of the tools of communication they can use 
um, to know if someone is someone is interested is just to try and touch them and see mm. if they get angry yeah. or not. I I don't I don't understand the logic in that because obvious it should be obvious, but like obviously, if you are interested in someone, you're not gonna put your hand on their chest right away. No. Yes, or in, in any way, like not like obviously there are ways of just like touching someone's shoulder and you know patting them on the back and non-sexual manners but like courtship normally uh growing up you're gonna learn things what to do and what not to do but i've been finding that a lot of the times people aren't learning and they're just doing the same thing even though it's not okay um and it's hard to like not force that into someone's brain but like try to change their their visual of this courtship of this dance um because most of the time it is just like they learn a certain way how to do it from someone or like movies and that's what they stick with i think you've hit the nail on the head there they stick with something that is has been taught to them through the years and uh i think it's the same reason that it is socially acceptable for a lot of men and not not every man will do this but they think they can interrupt and, and offer their viewpoint. Uh, I think it comes from the same place that they think that they deserve to take up this space. And that includes the space that we occupy. Like media mm-hmm. does this a lot. Like how many, how many romantic comedies have we seen where the women's always either clueless or a damsel Ugh. in distress that needs to be Ugh. saved? <laughs> That's, it's, that, it's that kind of thing. It's that kind of thing. Granted, some of those are great. Some of those movies are fantastic, but but it, most of the time, let's be honest, if we were in something like that position where, say, a, a, a man of some sort um, stopped you dead in your tracks of speaking only to, like, immediately ask you out or, quote unquote, whisk you off your feet type, th- type of thing. And it's, I mean, that's that doesn't happen unless you fancy him and he is respectful, then, you know things will might work out but like most of the time guys are just like yeah james bond does it i'm gonna do it right well you know things that are entertaining are not necessarily always sending the right message yeah. you know yeah and entertainment entertainment is a fantasy entertainment is a bunch of scripted words thrown together that people you know they they just do they enact they put it out for consumption and people think suddenly that maybe that's how things work and uh, there's a there is definitely a distortion between uh, what gets put out and what is actually the reality of the situation. Mm. So, so do you consider then that the the perceptions that are being uh, branded basically uh, into our brains by media and by uh, the, the constant just evolution, right? When uh, my father and then his father and then his father, uh, all of their media. I mean, yes, there's been an evolution in media and in their uh, depictions of women, but then sometimes not necessarily. And when those uh, when those lessons are being handed down and the father-son talks of, you know, hey, this is how you uh, this is how you do things with a woman. Is is that what maybe is the biggest barrier to Yaw's equality? Or is it what Deliverance was talking about, about occupying space, the feeling that maybe there's just a cultural attitude in general that uh, men have a right to conquest? 
You know, I think that uh, it's hard to really rate which one's the biggest or smallest and, and be different for many experiences. But I can tell you one that's maybe a little bit more, uh, it's less obvious, is uh, people who think that they have women's best interests in mind, but they don't. Uh, they still won't let all women get a word in. And I, I say people because it's not always men. It is sometimes, it's people of all genders who who think they've figured out how we all should relate to each other and uh, and won't allow other viewpoints in. But they, when they speak, they sound mm. woke. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Do you, have, do you have an example of this? Let me think on that, Ziggy. <laughs> I, I think... One of the biggest barriers to my quality personally is that um, as a woman, my sexuality or me as a sex object is viewed as a product in a way that I don't feel um, is the same is the same as men or for men. I don't I feel like my sexuality is being objectified a lot more uh, also by myself, but in or through society a lot. Do you feel you're you're being treated as a commodity because of the way that you of the way that you look? I do. I feel that it is um, I feel that it has always been a part of my talent to be good looking and that it was expected of me to turn that into some sort of product that I could use. Um, and I don't think, I don't feel that it is the same for men, for a good-looking man, that he's expected to use its, his appearance as a product. As a thing rather yes. than a part of himself. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, like being a good-looking man, as it, being a good-looking man can be an asset, but it's not necessarily the thing. It's, you You might be, because uh, mm. there are some, some people in power that are just not attractive, but uh, when you see uh, women in power, they're generally depicted as uh, very attractive. Yes, like I was in showbiz before I was a shadowrunner, and it was always mentioned that I had to look in this and that way, and because I looked in this and that way, I had to do this and that. My appearance was also part of the package, and I am pretty sure I was successful only because I was good-looking, not because I was talented. If I had been talented and not good-looking, I wouldn't have made it that far. And you still see, um, you also see a lot more women, or that is my experience, a lot more women getting metahuman reduction, for example, um, if they are to appear in a trade show. Um, it is like, it's more acceptable for a man to be a troll or an orc than it is for a woman, because she has to look feminine. You don't think mm. of a woman as an orc. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, I speaking as an orc, it, it's exactly that. <laughs> I mean, I normally day to day, I do not dress very femininely. And even so, when people realize I'm a woman, like if I'm going to go buy gear or something, as soon as they hear my voice and realize that I am a woman, it immediately becomes oh. a, a competition, I guess, of, of proving mm. that they know more than I do. Mm-hmm. And all I want to do is just shop for knives. <laughs> And then on the other side of it, when I get dressed up and do present more femininely, then people are surprised, I feel like. I mean, to see an orc like myself in a nice evening gown, people, I don't know. 
it it just comes across as surprise and maybe even not disgust, but well, I personally love to see that. I really like it when people just embrace a metatype. I think it is such a pity that they have to, or they feel like they have to downturn their orkiness or trollness um, because they are women. Because mm. it feels like when you're watching a trade or uh, whatever, that it's not, well, it's more acceptable yes. for a man to be a troll because then he can be a big troll and it's powerful mm. he is. Um, I, I think I think there's a whole other discussion going on here about metatypes. I'm not really feel like I'm in the position to take because I'm an elf. So it was never really a problem for me. But it's something I, I think I, I have experienced by, by proxy by looking at others. I haven't really experienced that, but I've seen my friends and uh, teammates go through similar things like that for metatype. Because um, I'm a human. <laughs> Um, so I, I didn't really get, uh, you know, that, that part of you have to downplay it or upplay it. Um, but I've seen my friends go through it and, um, even helped some of my friends, like, become them and not, you know, mask themselves. Um, well, see, I find that interesting that you've never felt that yeah. for being a human, but everybody else has felt it for being their metatype. And then if you were to turn that back into our gender conversation, that men don't necessarily feel they have to downplay their manliness whereas women have to be on a fine calibration of this is how i appear this is how uh i this is what i need to do at all times to ensure that i am getting mm -hmm. the most out of what i've been dealt mm. yeah as as humans we we also need to recognize our our privilege and and uh yeah. it's sometimes hard to to be a woman in in the world in general but uh i imagine for for uh non-human metatypes that uh there's more challenges to Thank overcome you. so my respect to to you Baldi thank you and, and Saga. this this yeah, is why this discussion guys. is so refreshing i i love getting to talk to all of you and feeling so accepted by such a great group of people so thank you all I think that's what, what's important. This goes back to uh, what was being said earlier about what is being presented is not always what is the truth. Then we just see each other as people, people to get to know and people to respect as soon as you meet them, to treat nice, to treat right, and then eventually decide whether or not I like you. <laughs> <laughs> that is one thing that like I think should be said in general. Um, we're all beautiful in our own little ways, and uh, I feel like it should just be natural for a person just to accept someone as who they are and what they are, than to try changing them. Because I've seen it in media, I've seen it personally with friends, and it's, it's crazy. It's not cool. You know, it, it, I feel like that should just be uh, already accepted, that should be common sense, that who they are is who they are, and you can't change that. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a crazy big six world and lots of genders, metatypes, uh, cybernetics, and all kinds of things that, you know, just totally change who we are to... There's so many wonderful individuals out there amongst the, uh, the sameness that the corpse want to try and sell to us. 
and uh, you would think it's common sense to embrace the difference. We we obviously very clearly want to, but uh, I don't think that we are trained in how Exactly. To. Now, Ziggy, uh, if you don't mind, you asked me for an example earlier mm -hmm. of uh, someone who portrays themselves as a champion for gender inclusion and diversity uh, and uh, at the same time is... is is a negative influence in that area. I, this, uh, I, I ought to be careful how I say it, but um, I was on a job and um, there was, uh, I had to do a little bit of surveillance and uh, a high ranking woman in a, um, in a corp was, it seemed like her position was, um, she'd gotten there legitimately, but also uh, had many disparaging things to say in private about other women and how they were frequently acting like women in, in a way that she thought was negative. Uh, and uh, those kinds of uh, those kinds of actions bring down the whole. Even though one one woman might get ahead, she may uh, be toxic to to others. Um, and uh, uh, I, I, I saw, I've seen this also with the, with the men as well. Um, who will portray a certain certain type of person externally and, and in private. They say what they really mean. Right, like somehow they're above it by recognizing that rather than embracing my femininity, I am instead embracing the masculinity. And that is why I'm where I am and where other women are not. Exactly, using the patriarchy to no, get Using ahead. the majority to uh mm -hmm. rather than embracing what makes them special they take what is taken for granted by others so mm -hmm. so i think that's fair i guess this is a good segue i'll ask you this because i obviously have my opinion i've shared my opinion that we just need to embrace period but what ways can we work let's let's maybe get more uh more specific what ways can we work to change the system that will address the challenges what face the women well i think that uh there's a couple ways one is to uh boost other women that you're you're working with if uh if she has something to say then uh acknowledge it recognize that it was her idea and uh allow her to mm. allow her to say yeah. her piece mine's not as uh sophisticated as yours might be but mine's uh just chill i mean people freak out about these things and i mean yeah i, I do occasionally but like there's so many people that freak out over opposite genders and everything else and when in reality we're all just meaty on the inside we all have the same beating heart <laughs> at the end of the day mm. but it, it there there is like just common sense and respect for one another it kind of goes back to like um you know that we're all beautiful and we should be accepted it should be common sense that we should be accepted but some people just don't understand it other people kind of have this like firewall that no one can hack because it's just them they have to solve it by themselves but right yeah i know uh, i know people can get very uh touchy and in their head about, ooh, am I do did I say the right thing? Did I ruin this? What did, what did I do? Uh, we're the opposite side, where they want to respect so badly, but they don't know how to, and then like, all of a sudden they're just like, ooh, I did something wrong. Yeah, I think there's a difference, though, between chilling out and having the uh, 
being mindful versus chilling out and not even taking any of this into consideration and then just going back to your old habits yeah. of trampling over each other. Definitely. Yes. Yeah, you don't have... Chilling out is not the same as being careless. Exactly. I think that we were talking about being competitive towards other women earlier. And I think one of the best thing you can do to another woman, a friend, someone you just like, or someone you just met, is to give a compliment, like a real compliment, something that is not your hair looks great or that's a nice dress, but you seem like you seem like a nice person. You you seem smart, you seem good at whatever it is they are doing. I think that's I think that's a good thing. I think we should start doing that instead of being competitive. Yeah, I found that, um, you know, uh, you don't meet, you're not going to meet the same person over and over again. And, um, you know, we, we have this one life and I found that it's uh, much more easier just to jump in the cold water immediately and say what's on your mind uh, to the person. If you're thinking, yeah, obviously complimenting them. Um, I find it very easy uh, to to just compliment somebody, even if I'm going to talk to them for five seconds to ask them where the bathroom is or whatever. If I see that they are super nice or that I like their their hair or the way they did it and stuff like that. Like, granted, that's, I know that's not like a deep compliment, but but yeah, I, I found it that it was really easy just to take five seconds out of my day to, you know, tell someone that they look nice or that they are nice. You don't know if that really saved their day. Maybe they were having a bad yeah. hair day. <laughs> or thought they were having a yes. bad hair day. Yes. Just, just making people feel noticed and appreciated, even for the smallest mm -hmm. things, makes such a big difference. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Especially when you live a life where you feel like you're not being noticed and not being appreciated in the small ways. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, people say, oh, yeah, yeah, you did a great, you were part of the team, thanks. But uh, sometimes it just helps to hear back an example yes. of what it was yeah. that you did. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I would say also uh, to extend that a little further, Saga, and, and to uh, brag about e each other to, to others. Let our, I mean, as shadow runners, our reputation is, is key. Mm. Uh, that's how we make our living. And um, if, if, we are helping each other out and, and I know it's a it's a fierce world out there. You're not gonna you're not gonna get a thumbs up from everybody, but if you work with, with a woman who uh, knows what she's doing. Yes, exactly. And also up. like this this goes for all all identities, all genders. Anyone on a team working with with women, call out people who do the things we've been talking about. If you see someone disrespecting mm. a woman on your team or talking over her or any of these things, tell them, call, call out the behavior because even if you yourself do not feel that way, if you don't say anything, then no difference is being made. Yes, let the women in your life know you're there for them by helping them. Hmm. I didn't mean to sound like a threat. I didn't was like, oh, step up your game. <laughs> um, but yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I, um, I would like to say something too uh, about <laughs> what I was saying that everybody should chill. Uh, ladies, you should also chill. Um, I know that we're, we're spouting uh, our beliefs and everything like that. Uh, but there are people out there that I uh, like to call feminazis who take things way too far. 
when a man is just trying to be nice and you know normal they're not like getting in your business they're just you're uh, you're a thing on this land they're just trying to you know have a normal conversation um don't go biting off their heads i've seen a lot of different men and women go through this where they will jump to conclusions immediately and it always goes yeah it's a misreading of the perception of what is of what you're getting but you know that also comes from a lifetime of trauma i mean people don't just jump to this uh to the, that mode of thinking without having experienced, you know, a lot of injustice. And sometimes well, after oh, you experience much injustice, you see it in everything. And it sometimes can be very hard to separate when, uh, separate a nice gesture from a nice gesture, yeah. but with intentions. I would also, I would also caution uh, that that term has been sometimes used as an excuse when somebody calls someone out on sexist behavior and, uh, and oh, yeah. then they get pointed at and told, oh, well, you're you're being extreme and you're being hysterical. And it's a historical method of uh, controlling women and uh, minority genders uh, by gaslighting them. So uh, while it is true that there are always voices that may, may go to the extreme of violence and, and unfairness, um, don't forget that... Uh, that your viewpoint is valid and deserves to be explored as long as you're not treading on the rights of other people. Right, where feminazism mm-hmm. is being used as a disparaging term for feminism. Mm-hmm. And let's let's yes. make sure that we establish if you want equality for men and women, you are a feminist. Yes. You can be a male feminist. Yes. And honestly, if you do not think that uh, men and women should be equal, then you are a bad person. Yes. <laughs> most yeah. people, I'm, yeah. I'm going to make an assumption here that deep down, most people want to be or are feminists. They want men and women to be equal because there should not be any kind of distinction. Feminazism mm-hmm. is when we say that women are more than men. But that's a term that gets used by people who feel that by a woman trying to point out that you are above me, that you are, you are not taking me seriously, that suddenly that there's this power shift where we can't be on the same level. It's someone has to be on top of the other. It's a competitive nature. And, uh, and that's just not okay. Z, I want to thank you for, for having us all on. And uh, I know you and I don't always see eye to eye, but uh, I appreciate that we can sit down and discuss this very important topic with uh, a group of, of such excellent women. Absolutely. And, you know, Dizzy, I want to thank all of you for being on the show. And uh, thanks so much for sharing all your thoughts. Oh, thank you. Saga Retro Deliverance Baldi. Thank, thank you. Thank you. This has been great. My pleasure. Oh, we got to do the weather. Uh, so, uh, let's see, uh, uh, it's all up and down, negative 30 to plus 6 degrees in one day. So make sure your immune system is up to the task and your vaccines is up to date. Take care out there. Hey.
Tops Company Inc. has sole ownership of all names, logos, artworks, et al., and all Shadowrun things. They have given permission for Radio Free Detroit to use such names, logos, artworks, marks, and all other proprietary material for promotional or informational purposes on their website, but they do not endorse and are definitely not even close to affiliated with Radio Free Detroit or Ziggy in any official capacity whatsoever. Radio Free Detroit is licensed with a Creative Commons Attribution non-commercial share alike 4.0 international license. Information is free, chummers. Just tell them where you get it from. 